Well, 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 beautiful people, best damn nation, let me talk to you, yeah, uh, my name is Brian Renegade, and with me I have the best damn crew, first of all, I have the chef of all chefs, we call him Senor Fuego, he is the personal chef of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, wrestling historian, all that in the bag of chips, the one and only chef, Showtime, is in the building. How are you guys doing today? Oh, man, you know, like I always say, chef, blessed and highly favored, my friend. Oh, man, it's a beautiful day in Zamunda. <laughs> it's super hot outside, but it's okay. Thank God for the heat. Thank God for the sun. You know what I'm saying? Like, could be in storm season right now. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have gotten rained out and stormed out and flooded, so I'm happy to have a little dry heat. What about you, Chef? Uh, I hate the heat. Uh, you know, we we in Phoenix, man. We just praying for a little bit of rain, just a look, just a little bit of rain. You know what I'm saying? A drop or two would definitely do some justice, man. Uh, but anywho, welcome, best damn nation. You can be anywhere in the world, but you ain't. You right here watching your boys each and every Wednesday, and we appreciate that. If you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We appreciate you. Thank you for looking at my beautiful face. Uh, if you are listening to us in Radio Land, on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Music, Audible, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to your boys, the best damn wrestling podcast, man. And we break down wrestling and entertainment each and every week. If you like wrestling and if you like uh, entertainment, and if you just like plain time foolery, we got your back like butt cheeks. You know what I'm saying? So you could just come to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man, and get your feel of entertainment news. Chef, man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. It's been a lot of wrestling going on. Uh, we got to go over to SmackDown, man. It was a couple of matches that really uh, brought my eye uh, to some of the 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 things that were going on, mainly one of it being AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross. First of all, I've always uh, expressed my disdain for Karrion Cross. I was never a Karrion Cross fan. Um, I tried. He got Scarlett. She was making them strange faces. I thought I was going to do it for him. Uh, he was in NXT. Then he came up the main roster. They put him in a gladiator suit. He looked absolutely stupid. Uh, and he lost every match that he had. Left, went down to uh, control your narrative, came back to WWE, back to main roster, and he's on SmackDown, and he's still doing nothing. He's stinking up the joint. Uh, I'm not sure where they're trying to go with him. I'm not sure if they're trying to make him a real threat. I don't think that the fans are gravitating towards Kenny Cross, but him and AJ Styles had a hard, hard fall. It wasn't even a hard fall. It was just hard hitting match. Every punch hit kick landed. 
First of all, Cameron Cross was beating the shit out of AJ Styles when they first started. <laughs> then AJ, you know, kind of came back, man, and and pulled out the win. Chef, did you get a chance to check out this match? What did you think about AJ Styles versus Cameron Cross? You know, I'm an AJ Styles fan. I was happy as I was happy as heck. I ain't even gonna cuss today. Heck, to see him beat Cameron Cross. Yeah, man, Cameron Cross. Uh, he. I don't know what they need to do with him. I don't know if they need to put him in a faction to make him likable. I don't know if they need to put him with somebody else to give him a counterpart and it be him uh, a counterpart and it's called it. I don't know what it is, man, but they're trying to get him over. I don't know if it's getting over with the fans, but he better do something fast, man, before these uh, cuts start coming and uh, WWE start letting some people go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I hate to see it. One thing that I did want to talk about that I was a little disturbed about, even though I love your boy uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah, I, I love L.A. Knight, man. I'm a big L.A. Knight fan. I've been pushing for L.A. Knight since the first time that I saw him. Um, but he came into the ring on Friday, man, and completely destroyed Hit Row by himself. I thought that was total bullcrap. What good is Hit Row if they are not a threat to anybody, like, I don't know if you can get beat by one person, that's a problem. I see that as a problem. I don't think that top dollar should be taking these beat downs like he is, man. Um, let's talk about that real quick, man. I know you are a LA night fan too, Jeff, man. What do you think about LA night taking out hit row by himself, by his lonesome? It, it looks like, they're trying to build L.A. Knight up to be a, like a super, superstar. I mean, he's a good star now, but they want him to be a super, superstar. I mean, they're trying to make him a... It seems like they're trying to make him a baby face. You know, he always be the villain, and now he want to make him a baby face. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, I think he's uh, going inside that same realm that The Rock has been in where you're booked as a, a heel, and then the fans get behind you. And you're not the bad guy anymore. You're kind of a baby face. And I've seen a lot of people make that transition that kind of muddle that line between baby face and heel. Uh, L.A. Knight is very much so with heel. He does a lot of heel things. And he will win with dastardly tactics if you let him. <laughs> Absolutely dastardly tactics. So, you know, I like L.A. Knight. I like where they're going with them. I just don't know what's going on with here, bro. But obviously they're, you know, they bump guys, man, right now. You know what I'm saying? They ain't really doing much. Uh, Top Dollar can spit. He can rap. I don't know if that's going to get him over. I don't know. Maybe they need another element, man. Yeah, uh, We'll see. But L.A. Knight is an absolute star. He is poised for uh, mega stardom, man. And the fans are behind him. We talked about it last week about, you know, Will the WWE push a star that the fans want to see? And everybody wants to see L.A. Knight. And he is definitely a self-made man. Uh, he hasn't really had help. He's only really had one real notable match that I can even really think about, uh, which was the Bray Wyatt match. And we talked about, you know, if it was if it was going to do any, if that match was going to do anything for L.A. Knight. And it did. Fans got behind LA Knight. Like I said, you know, they started chanting his slogans. 
and it started getting over with the fans. So L.A. Knight right now is doing his thing, and I think the fans genuinely want to see L.A. Knight do his thing. Uh, let's go over uh, to the women's division on SmackDown. It was a it was a whole. I don't even know what you want to call it. Uh, but it's some beef going on between Charlotte, Bianca, and Oscar. Um, they are all vying for that women's uh, SmackDown championship that Oscar has, and then EO Sky is still lurking around. Um, they had a physical exchange in the ring. All of the ladies, EO Sky came in. Um, I think the EO is going to be a threat. We talked about the shift. You guys said the EO might not be a real threat to either real or I mean, excuse me, Rhea or Oscar. Do you still feel that way? Do you still feel like? EO Sky having money in the bank that she is not a threat to either Oscar or Rhea Ripley. I don't really think she is. The only way she'd be a threat is if one of them is down and out and knocked out on the ground. That's the only threat. Because Rhea's throw around the ring like nothing. Oscar, she's just going to put in a submission and make her tap out. Oh, man, yeah, I got to give us a little bit more credit to my girl, E.L. Sky, man. E.L. Sky is the real deal, Jack. Like I said, man, she, you know, the fans have gotten behind E.O. Uh, and E.O. is a real competitor. She was NXT champion for a long time. Uh, also, uh, tag team women's champion. So, E.O. Sky uh, is a legitimate star because, you know, Backstage, they see a lot of, of they have a lot of faith in EO. They see a lot of things in EO. So we'll see how that goes, man, and who she cashes it in on. Like I said, I I preferably would love to see Oscar versus EO. But, you know, LP alluded to it last week, man, that Charlotte Flair might win that, that dispute if they do SummerSlam with Bianca and Charlotte and uh, Oscar. Uh, they're saying that Charlotte might win that, then EO might cash it in on Charlotte. There's a growing trend where the women <laughs> keep cashing it in on Charlotte. So I, I honestly feel like if Charlotte gets the belt back, then EO would definitely cash it in on Charlotte. Charlotte does not have good luck when it comes to uh, money in the bank cash-ins. There's been a couple of women that has cashed the money in the bank contract in on her, uh, most notably um, Carmella. We also have Nikki Ash. Uh, I'm somebody else is, is, is skipping my mind right now, but it's, Charlotte has been cashed in on a couple of times. Um, but we'll see, man. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, Chef, which one of these women would you rather see with the SmackDown Women's Championship? Oscar, Charlotte, Bianca, or EO Sky? Uh, my pick is would be. Bianca. Bianca. Yeah, man. Uh, Bianca. Bianca just put something up recently, man, uh, that she kind of wanted to go the John Cena route, man. And when I say John Cena route is is not wanting to turn babyface. And a lot of people were like, "Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you?" Um, not excuse me, not turn babyface, turn heel. Um, Bianca is a is a babyface character, a good guy character, and she doesn't want to really go heel um, because of the John Cena effect. And if you guys don't know what the John Cena effect is, John Cena is uh, the top contributor 
um, to make a wish foundation. And John Cena and his character has lasted this long, man, being being a star and, and a top contributor and a, and a babyface character and an inspiration to a lot of children, a lot of you know kids. Um, and his message of never giving up, that's lasted uh, the test of time. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that Bianca wants to be that same positive role model, positive uh, inspiration to people, and she doesn't want to go the heel route. Granted, when John Cena came in, he was a, a, heel, a heel figure with his uh, thug life character <laughs> when he was rapping and, and, and cutting raps on people. Uh, but to be honest with you, I would love to see Bianca kind of venture into a darkened lane and, and get her hands there to be in the heel. But if she's a, if she's a natural good guy and she can't pull off the heel thing, I would rather her stay away from it and just keep the, the good guy character. Chef, do you agree with that? Do you want to see Bianca turn heel or do you want to see her stay a babyface man and be like John Cena and, you know, inspire babies all over the world? Oh man, seeing Bianca turn heel, that would be would be nice. You just see a, a darker side of her, but I think she's better as a baby face though. Yeah, I think that Bianca is better as a baby face, man. Um I, although I do wish she that she would take that braid out every once in a while and just whip somebody with it. I want to see <laughs> just hit somebody in the back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I would love to see it. We also saw on SmackDown, man, Edge versus Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson Waller uh, is the real deal, man. And Edge kind of gave him props after their match and said, hey, this guy can talk it and he can walk it just like he talked it. You know what I'm saying? And so he kind of gave Grayson Waller that that little nudge that he needed to say, hey, this guy's an official star. He's just not a mouthpiece. He can actually go in the ring. Him and Edge had a face-off. Uh, Grayson Waller put the paws to Edge, man, and then at the end, Edge pulled it off with a uh, a spear when Grayson Waller tried to do his running, uh, his rolling stunner from the outside. He went outside, ran in, rolled inside the ring, and then got hit with a spear. One, two, three, it was over. Uh, but Edge it definitely gave him his props. What did you think about Edge versus Grayson Waller, chefs? That was a little, that was an awesome match. So I, I really for a moment saw Grayson Waller was going to win. <laughs> I did. I'm like, man, it looked old how old boys whooping him right now. It did look rather elderly in the match. I will say that he 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 definitely had a slower step than he usually would. Uh, and and his haircut did not do him any justice, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's it looked like he's on his way out, but he saying he's just getting started. I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see, man. Uh, do you want to see Edge versus Roman Reigns eventually, sometime soon in the future, Chef? No, no, no. That'd be a real boring match. You don't want to see Edge versus uh, Roman Reigns? Edge is too old. You know, like, that's like bringing back Christian to fight Roman Reigns. They're old. They know. Just let them take him out to the pastors and shoot them. That's it. Oh, man. Well, you know, we got we got some birthdays 
uh, that I want to talk about, man. And this was a segment that I was trying to get into. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit later about wrestlers being in their 40s and some of them being in their prime. Uh, but we'll talk about that in the second shift. But you're saying the age is a little too, bit too old for Roman? Very much. He's way too old. <laughs> I think if Roman gets one of those spears, it's going to break him. He ain't going to rest no more. Oh, man. Well, if he has to go down on his sword and shield, sir, let him do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let him do that. Speaking of the bloodline, man, we got some of the bloodline drama that happened on uh, SmackDown. It was interesting because we had uh, the Usos in the ring, and we also have Solo and Roman Reigns in the ring. One of the things that was interesting were uh, they had a face-off, man, and then Roman was like, you think I need this? I don't need none of this. I don't need the belt. I don't need the title. You want the, you you want to take the reins of the tribal chief? You want to be the tribal chief? I'll give it to you. Roman Reigns got down on his knees, slowly and gingerly. The most painful thing about this whole uh, experience of Roman Reigns getting down on his knees, man, he had some some fresh shoes on, man. And anytime if you black. You know what that means. <laughs> That's complete and utter destruction. That is complete submission into whatever. You don't bend your shoes like that. You know what I'm saying? Your mama would spank your butt if she seen you do this to your brand new shoes and put a crease in it. That is a hood no-no. You see that, Chef? That, that made me cry. I got the same pair of shoes. Tears. Instant tears. <laughs> Roman Reigns uh, got off the ground, man, and he was looking at Jay, man. He was like, you you want this? You could take it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, he started to cry. And then he hit Jay Uso with the ultimate switch. Ooh, right between the legs. Right in the nutsack. Right in the meats. Right in, right in the, 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 you know, you know, the nuts and bolts. <laughs> oh, man, low blow, heard around the world. And then they proceeded to beat the hell out of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Uh, Jimmy Uso got laid out on the table. He got stretchered that night. Um, and then Roman Reigns, excuse me, uh, Jay Uso came back. And demanded trial by combat against Roman Reigns. Will we see Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? Will this be the end of the story? You know, the whole bloodline storyline started with Jey Uso. Will it end with Jey Uso beating Roman Reigns? If this happens, what kind of implications does this mean for the bloodline? We don't know, but we shall see. Chef, do you think that Jay Uso has a real shot at defeating Roman Reigns and becoming the new tribal chief? I think I think Roman I think Jay do because he know what Roman's weaknesses is. He know how to get into Roman's head. You know. Then at the same time, I think Solo gonna switch up on him and turn on him. 
Oh man, you think Solo was going to portray your tribal chief Roman Reigns? I see it coming, man. I do too. I do too. Cause like, like you see on Monday, he was looking like, yeah, I want he want to be the tribal chief or he want to run it. He don't want to keep being pushed around. Yeah, man. Um, I don't. I don't see Solo. Staying with Roman too much longer. You can see the cracks in the armor. You can so see Solo looking at him sideways and like, hey man, you ain't the fearless leader as you once were. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of looking at him a little weird now. A little, you know. So I can definitely see that happening. And if Roman Reigns does lose his belt, I believe it might be because Solo betrays him in some type of way. Will this be the end of the long reigning uh, championship run for Roman Reigns? I don't know. I hope not, man, because honestly, to be honest with you, when the bloodline segments are on, that is good for business. Ratings are up. Merchandise is up. Views are up. Um, Twitter and, and, and social media is all the blaze. The bloodline is the best thing that you got going on. And to be honest with you, they need to start building up some more stars coming up soon, some more uh, storylines. Because once this storyline ends, you do not want there to be a gap in void. You do not want there to be a space and time where there are no storylines going on and nobody's interested in what the WWE has going on because the best storyline that they've had has just ended. What does that mean for the bloodline? Man, we'll see. Let's go over uh, to Monday Night Raw, Chef. Uh, we had Imperium versus Matt Riddle and the returning Drew McIntyre. Oh, man, Imperium has been taking a couple of losses lately. I don't know if you noticed. I, wonder, I wish LP was here so I could talk crap to him. <laughs> but uh, Imperium... And Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre had a, a really, really good match, really good face-off, man. Chef, did you get a chance to check that match out on Monday Night Raw? You know me, I love that match. That's why I wish LP was here so I can laugh at him. Because his Imperium <laughs> got beat down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I thought that match was good. I was glad to see Drew McIntyre back. I was hearing all kind of rumors that he was about to leave the WWE and he wasn't happy. I'm pretty sure he he wasn't happy about his booking because, you know, from 2020 to now, it's been kind of tumultuous period, man. And with Roman Reigns on top, you know, he had some, some, some hits and some misses, especially when it comes to Roman Reigns and facing Roman Reigns and the bloodline. But I'm happy to see Drew because Drew is a, a legit star, man. And, you know, Raw has a lot of star power. But the thing is, they don't have the appeal that the Bloodline storyline has right now. So we need stronger stories uh, in this thing. But I'm glad to see Matt Riddle back. I'm glad to see Drew McIntyre back. I'm glad to see them working together because they look good as a unit, man. They look good as a cohesive unit. Um, I don't know how long that's going to be that they stay together. It might just be a one-off thing, but maybe they can form a, a, a RK bro kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, Chef, how do you like uh, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre together? You think they uh, look good together as a team? Yeah, I think they look good together as a team. Um, I think they're going to 
team together. Like I can't say another arcade bro, you know, with them the Scottish Warrior and yeah, I can see that. I can really do that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, real quick, man, let's go over to the best damn nation before we get back into some of this uh, raw recap. Uh, we got your boy Slim Majors on uh, YouTube, man. Uh, he said, I can see her and Montez being great heels. He was referring to Bianca Belair. If Bianca Belair ever turns heel, I can see her and Montez being uh, a good heel partnership together. You know what I'm saying? I, I would love to see more on screen. Uh, interactions, romance, and and uh, just feuds with Bianca and Montez. I know they kind of been steering away from that, but I would love to see them on on camera, man. You have on AEW Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara, man, and they you know have their online, excuse me, their on screen romance. There, uh, matter of fact, Ty is, is actually pregnant right now, so congratulations to Ty Conti or uh, Ty Mello, as she, she likes to be called. Um, but yeah. I, w- I would love to see Bianca and Ted's uh, real-life romance and marriage somehow displayed on uh, on the product in some type of storyline. I would love to see it. Not nothing super negative like, you know, uh, another female gets involved or something like that. I don't want to see nothing like that. But I would love to see their interaction because I think the fans genuinely love to see Montez Ford and uh, Bianca Belair's interaction so whether they're both babyface or whether they both go heel i would love to see that interaction i think montez ford would be a great heel man because he has a lot of character and he has a lot of uh he's very entertaining to watch so you know if montez does decide to go heel which he could because he can be like look i'm tired of being overlooked i'm tired of being disrespected um and i need to start showing the superstar that i am you know what I'm saying? So that needs to happen sometime soon. Uh, let's read some more of these comments. We've got a comment over on Facebook. If Jay put all emotions aside, he might have a shot at defeating Roman Reigns. I can agree with that. Um, but Jay cannot put his feelings to the side. Jay is one of them brothers who wears his, his heart on his sleeves. And so a lot of that time, you you know what Jay is thinking and feeling just because of his body movements. I think Jay and Roman, they should get some type of reward, man. I don't know if <laughs> this is probably one of the best storylines I've ever seen. We ran down some of the greatest storylines. Macho Man and, and Elizabeth, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin with Vince McMahon, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, Montreal screw, screw drop. Even though that wasn't uh, a storyline and that was real, it was kind of one of those iconic moments in wrestling, man, that kind of turned into a storyline. Um, but to be honest with you, man, I would love to see um, I would love to see more of that. Chef, real quick, let's go back to Raw, man. Um, Ricochet and Logan Paul had a face-to-face showdown. Did you see it? It's been all over the news. Uh, they've been having some some really interesting interactions, and Logan Paul actually went on to his podcast, uh, Impulsive, um, and talked about the spot at Money in the Bank where him and Ricochet did a Spanish fly off the ropes. Um, Logan Paul said that he wasn't quite ready. They landed wrong. 
uh, and Ricochet just kind of went forward. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul landed wrong, but backstage they had a little bit of a tussle. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna call it a fight, but it was a little bit of a tussle. Couldn't tell if it was real or fake, and that's good because I love that. I don't want I don't want to know if it's real or fake. I like stuff that just kind of muddles the line a little bit. But their interaction and them actually being in the match together might be something that steals the show no matter what show is on. If they do Logan Paul versus Ricochet at, at uh, SummerSlam, I think that might be one of the matches that actually uh, <laughs> kind of steals the show, man. Unless, you know, the bloodline storyline, you know, is ended there. I don't see, you know, like them two going at each other and Ricochet just how good he is and he's going to make Logan Paul look fantastic in that match. I'm now invested into the Logan Paul and Ricochet thing. I haven't really been too involved in, in Logan Paul's fuse. Uh, I just have been talking about it because it's stuff that has been happening. But I think that they got some real heat and some real beef it's brewing up. And I want to see what they do in the match. And I think that this is one of those matches that I did not know I needed to see. Chef, how do you feel about Logan Paul versus Ricochet? I just want them to see. I want to see them fight again. That's it was funny watching the backstage fight. And they they said it was a real fight. He was really mad because he smashed his face against the floor. Shit, that's part of the business, bro. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the business. Uh, you know what? Let's get another opinion on this thing. I got the brain to the show, man. Uh, the one and only entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. Some call him the Renaissance Man. He's the one and only legendary LP, and he's in the building. What's up, LP? Hey, what's going on, man? Hopefully y'all can hear me. I'm in traffic. I hope it ain't too choppy. Oh, no. Nah, you good, brother. We can hear you. Uh, we was just up here talking about this uh, whole Ricochet versus Logan Paul thing. They had a face-to-face -face interaction on Monday Night Raw, um, and then Ricochet, uh, they were trying to stay on the mic together. It was boring, but Ricochet did this this flip out the ring that looked spectacular. Uh, Logan Paul was trying to tell Ricochet that, "Hey, I'm not a TikToker." I guess you know they wrote that in this, in uh, his character to try to steer him away from the whole TikTok social uh, stigma and trying to brand him as a WWE superstar. But what did you think about this Ricochet versus Logan Paul face LP? Uh, I I may be in a I may be in a minority, but I actually think this match is gonna stink. <laughs> I think I think this match is gonna be up. Both of them are gonna be trying that one. That well, somebody gonna get hurt because all they gonna be all both of them are known for doing big spots. And I really, you know, I already people already know how I feel about Logan Paul. That Logan Paul is not as, Logan Paul is good, but he's not as good as we make him to be because of these big spot moments. So you take those big spots out. He not he he just like Bad Bunny is better than Logan Paul. If you if you want to keep it up, up wrestling wise, I'll say Bad Bunny is better than Logan Paul. Logan Paul just does those crazy, just like Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon was not a great wrestler, but Shane McMahon would do some stupid stuff and get everybody excited. So yeah, I, I actually think this match Ricochet is a vet, but I don't think Ricochet can carry Logan Paul. Like the other wrestlers have been able to carry Logan Paul, and that's why I think this match is gonna be a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of mess. 
You know what? I got to put some respect on Ricochet's name, man, because I haven't seen too many bad Ricochet matches. It don't matter who's in the ring with Ricochet. I haven't really seen too many matches where I looked at it and I was like, mm, that stink. Other than him, when him and Braun were in the match the last time Braun uh, was in the match before he had his, his back surgery, um, and he threw Ricochet and they did not. <laughs> he he, he hit the ground like a wet condom. Uh, I didn't like that at all. But, you know, Ricochet has not had too many bad matches, man. And I know that if him and, and Logan Paul get together, it's going to be a spotty match, of course. It's going to be a, some big spots. It's going to be some big moments. Uh, but Ricochet is one of the top sellers in WWE. I think that Ricochet and Dolph Ziggler, are the two top sellers to me of moves. You know what I'm saying? And I think that he will make Logan Paul look good. I don't know. Best damn nation, write in the comments. Let us know what you think. Are you excited to see Ricochet versus Logan Paul? And do you think that their interaction and match will actually be good? Let us know on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, uh, all of those streaming platforms and even on youtube if you're on youtube let us know what you think about the ricochet versus logan paul uh speaking of that man let's go over to the best damnation uh i see a comment that says solo needs to tag team with someone on his level maybe bronson reed perhaps Ooh, not mad at that i would love to see that i think i still think that if the powers to be are smart they will put Zion Quinn, Bronson Reed, and Solo Sokoa together. I don't know too many people that's going to stand up to that. Um, they sound good together, but, you know, I'm just looking forward to what, you know, Solo has in store. And Solo can definitely be a singles competitor all by himself. And, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that combination together would be really good. Chef, what do you think about Solo, man? Do you think he's uh, what do you think he's going to do after this whole bloodline thing? Do you think he'll be able to stand on his own two feet? Most definitely, Solo can stand on his own two feet. I think he can do right now. If he turns and start fighting Roman, he'll win the belt. Hmm. I can see that. I can see that. All right. Let us know what you guys think about Solo's core, man. Uh, I think Solo is a star, man. He has had some breakout matches this year. Um, I don't know if they still do the slammings, but I think that Solo should definitely be up for something, man, especially like breakout new breakout star or something like that. He got to be up there. Uh, let's go over to uh, the women's division. We had Shayna Baszler versus Emma. Um, the match was, eh, eh. It was one of those bathroom matches. Emma kind of fought back a little bit. You know, Emma told Shayna to put some respect on my name. She hit her with some pretty stiff shots. Uh, but at the end, Shayna just kind of like toyed with her a little bit. And then, you know, ultimately ended up tapping her. Uh, Ronda Rousey came out to confront Shayna. Um, they had a back and forth exchange. Eh, I think they're trying to bring some excitement to this whole thing. It feels really rushed. And I know because 
Ronda Rousey's contract is about to be up, and they're saying that she might not renew with the WWE. For some reason, this whole thing feels rushed. I don't think they 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 don't have any build up to it. Um, they need to start building now. I know they're they're trying to, but it's got to be something that's going to hook people in. You know what I'm saying? LP, how do you feel about this whole Shayna versus Ronda thing? I know we talked about it a little bit last week. But do you think they're moving in the right direction with this Shayna versus Ronda thing? Uh, I don't. I don't think there's nothing they can do to make people care about Shayna versus Ronda. Like I don't really think there's nothing they can possibly do or add to the story. It, it's definitely rushed. Even the way she attacked Ronda out of the blue, they could at least build up a little bit. But I did like that shock value, but itself. Nobody really likes Shayna like that, and nobody really likes Ronda like that. And definitely, people don't definitely don't like Ronda. So yeah, I, I just think it's gonna be a match, and nobody's gonna really get anything about no belts on the line. They maybe they're gonna do a career match or something, and that's how that's how you definitely know Ronda gonna lose. <laughs> like nobody, like Ronda don't nobody. Ronda has to be the female at the bottom of the barrel. Like of all the females. Ronda is the worst. Like people hate Ronda. So, and I don't think it's nothing Ronda can do to fix. She can't turn face. Even as a heel, she's not even over. So, you know, she might as well quit. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, it's easy money, so I ain't mad at her. She gets she getting them checks. But yeah, I don't. I don't think nobody gives a damn about this beef. Yeah, man. I, like I want to care, and I know it's a it's a big match, big money match feel, um, because you have two legitimate badasses in the ring against each other. And the only problem that we've been criticizing Ronda from the beginning is that she does not know how to lead a match. I know that Shayna can, but I don't know what kind of match that they're going to have because even their interactions look sloppy to me. You know what I'm saying, and I want, and I really, really want to have a good fight between them two because this is one of my dream matches that I wanted to have with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Once Ronda came to the main roster, I was like, "Oh snap, we got this. We get to see Shayna versus Ronda possibly." And then there's, you know, they had their uh, documented friendship and this whole thing, and now Shayna just turned on Ronda, but it just something about it just don't. It just don't feel right. If they would have took that time with it, they could have built it up like a like a bloodline kind of feel where people are excited to see what's going on. But this is I don't think, and they keep putting it in the middle of the show. So I don't know if people really are paying attention or if they even really care. But I want to see them have a great match. I'm hoping that they have a great match, and they should have a great match on paper. But I just, I just got a feeling that some way, somehow, Ronda is just gonna screw it up somehow. Chef, why you feel about that, man? I don't want to talk about it. I thought we was gonna move on because that's not working. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, man. So look, let's go ahead and move on, man, because Chef don't even want to talk about it. See, that's what I'm talking about. You should want to talk about Shayna versus Ronda, but you don't. So let's move the hell on. <laughs> so uh, we also saw a man, the Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa. I got to talk about that match because I'm a big Tommaso Ciampa fan. 
And I like how physical Tommaso Ciampa is, even though he's a smaller guy. But people got to put some respect on The Miz and his wrestling abilities, man. The Miz is one of those guys who's constantly been criticized, but he's always gotten better. Whether people notice it or not, The Miz and Ciampa had a very physical fight. They were going at it. LP, did you get a chance to check out The Miz versus Ciampa? Uh, I caught some of the highlights, so I, I didn't. I didn't really watch the whole time, man. Yeah, man, it was a hard hitting fight, man. I, I kind of like the direction that they're going, and you know, uh, the, the Miz has been showing that he can wrestle, even though he's been losing. His win loss record is is kind of off balance. The Miz has really been improving that he can go in the ring. And people that are, are paying attention, you know, are seeing some of this stuff from some of the Miz's uh, people that he's kind of putting under his wing. And then they still all start to turn on the Miz for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess they feel like the Miz is using them. The Miz is turning on them. The Miz is turning on them? I can, I can see that. It ain't, you know, if everybody say the same thing about you, at some point you got to look at yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, look at yourself. Oh man, uh, we also had another fight: KO and Sammy and Seth Rollins versus Judgment Day. Um, it just kind of feels like the same thing we've been seeing on Monday Night Raw. It's not really. I don't even. I really don't want to talk about it. Um, Chaos and and um, Sammy and Seth. They lost that match. Actually, Sammy took a pin. I haven't seen Sammy take a pin, uh, take a pin in a long time. Um, what do you guys think about the Judgment Day versus KO, Sammy, and Seth? Let me go LP. I, I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, like, <laughs> Raw was kind of, to me, Raw was kind of lean. Um, so I really, I, I don't really think there was nothing that really grabbed me on Raw. I, I definitely know now that Sammy and Kevin is not pushing the Usho storyline, they don't have nothing for them to do. They have like, nothing. Yeah, so you know they 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 was part of that, but now without that, they literally they have no they list all those tag teams, but like no no tag teams have attacked them. Like they don't have nothing going on. So they they, they got plenty of time. Why are they doing it? They got plenty of tag teams. So but they don't. They need to have a storyline versus just a tag team. Like they need some kind of, some kind of something. Uh, I, I really don't. I really don't like them as tag champions. I like when they won the belts and all that. But I don't like. I don't like them as tag champions. I I think they're boring as tag champions. Um, they're not bringing nothing. They're not bringing nothing to to the titles. Most of the people that got belts now are not bringing nothing to the belts, with the exception of Gunther. I don't really think nobody else is bringing anything else. Austin Theory is not bringing under his belt. Oscar's not bringing under her belt. Uh, who has got a belt? Seth Rollins. Well, yeah, I'll say, I'll, yeah, I'll say, I'll say Seth. I'll say, I'll say Seth Rollins is. Uh, you we know, got, we gotta talk about this man real quick. The Seth Rollins was so unbothered on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he was talking. <laughs> he was talking junk. Uh, to to the judgment day, um, but the whole time he was sitting there eating chicken wings from Buffalo, and he was just smashing her, <laughs> just 
<laughs> just throwing it, taking a bite and throwing it. And I was like, oh man, if you personally catch a half-eaten chicken wing and take that home, you you really don't have nothing to do with your life. Um, but Seth Rollins is the absolute star man, and he's actually putting some respect on that name uh, uh, of the the world heavyweight title. And he mentioned in an interview recently that, hey, you know, nobody's really pushing the bar forward because Roman is, is doing things his own way and he's holding the bell hostage his own particular way and nobody's really pushing the, the talent and really driving the company to create new and better storylines. So with that being said, Seth Rollins feels like he's the man to take on that mantle and take all that pressure to push the WWE into the next generation, man. And uh, I can see that, but you're right. I, I, I really hope they take that belt off of Austin Theory. Um, they, they need to give it to somebody else and that's doing something. But right now, he's on a historic run. He's been with two plus, 200 plus days of champion. You got to give Austin Theory his respect, man. Give him his respect for what? They, they're not. They he, he don't even wrestle for his thing half the time. I can't. I, I'm not gonna give nobody respect be, just because they had the belt. Gunter had the belt as long as he had it, but Gunter has had some banger matches. Austin Theory has not had a good match since he had the belt. He's he's not had not one. What great match has Austin Theory had? Not that triple threat. Not John Cena. What uh, what great match has Austin Theory had since he had the belt? He just holding the belt. And uh, and it's, it's not helping him at all. So no, I, I can't I can't give him no props unless he actually start having some good matches. That's why he's that's why he's in the same place he's been he was from the start. Nobody really cares because he his character has not grown. He just he just a guy with the belt. Like no, no to me nothing nothing is. Austin Theory is not going to be remembered as a great one at the rate he's going right now. He's just going to be a regular guy with the hand of belt. Hey man, I, it's, and I hate to hear that because I think he definitely has potential, man. Um, him, Grayson Waller, a couple of other cats, man. I think they do have the potential to do some great things, man. But I don't know. It's just he's just not landing with the fans, man. You know, I, I, I want to like him, and I think the fans want to like him too. Um, he seems like he practices what he's going to say uh, in the mirror all the time and because none of the stuff that he says really makes sense and lands like that he kind of just like talks himself up look at me i'm the youngest champion i got the bill right now i'm the i beat john cena who else beat john cena nobody me you know saying so it's kind of like that thing and he's really not saying anything that's memorable to people I want to see Austin Theory do better, man. I want to see him do more, but I don't know what they need to do to make fans care about this Austin Theory and his character, man. So we'll see if y'all guys go ahead. I think the problem with Austin Theory as well as Grayson Waller and some of the other some of the other young guys that have popped up is the whole the whole uh, judge not just big. the whole uh, bloodline thing has got more people into storylines. These guys now are just wrestling. So if these wrestlers start actually have some storyline or some beefs, like when the Rock and Stone Cold used to go back and forth for the Intercontinental Belt, they had a storyline. So when Booker T and Austin was going through all that stuff from the grocery stores and all that shit, like they had consistent storylines. 
Now somebody wrestled on one week and they might wrestle on another week, and it's not storyline based. And wrestling has to be storyline based to stay interesting. If they would have started you, Austin starts a real feud with somebody. I don't know who it needs to be. That's what's hurting all these wrestlers right now. So with us, that's another bloodline who has the only storyline going on right now. Nobody else has no kind of deep storyline that goes past one or two matches. And that's why all these stars are really just in limbo because they're not writing anything for them to do outside of the, the bloodline. The bloodline's still going. And nobody, nobody, they bringing stars and nobody else. Who else has a storyline going on right now? Like a true storyline. I can't think of nobody. Um, the ju- the judgment day looked like they was halfway doing something with that, but they don't even need to do that because they got too many groups to be trying to have people breaking up. Like, don't break up Imperium, whatever that bull crap they try to do with them. Don't 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 mess with a good thing. But like nobody else, nope. I can't think of nobody else. Even Bray Wyatt was kind of having something going on. Blasphemy. Imperium is not a good thing. Huh? Imperium is not a good thing. That's blasphemy. They suck. Hold up. I, if I could what? decipher what Chef just said. He said Imperium is not a good team. They suck. Chef, I, think- I don't oh. know what you're smoking, but I want some. <laughs> Imperium is a great team, sir. Uh, I don't know if I can say that. Last week, they've been getting beat on like the redheads that child. Oh, I can't agree with y'all on that, Chef. The period is working. They have He waiting for Braun Strowman to come back. Yeah, still upset that Braun Strowman. waiting for Bray White. Bray White ain't never coming back. I think to be honest with you, man, I think that Bray Wyatt has a better fit in AEW, and I don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt, and I I would love to see him in the WWE ring, but honestly, the WWE at this point, I don't know they if they know what to do with him, and they he had something, they had something that was good. We were all talking about who was going to be the Wyatt Six, and you know Bray Wyatt was going to be. You know, the a direct competitor to Roman Reigns. They dropped the ball with that. I don't even know what happened with Bray and, and the whole thing. LP, you give us some, some insight on this whole thing, man, because I know we were all blindsided because we thought that for sure Bray Wyatt was going to be uh, have a breakout year this year. Yeah, well I, well, I know he hurt. He got hurt some kind of way. He, and I, don't, I don't think he's not even clear back yet. But it, it's funny the Undertaker said he should go back to the uh, the cult leader. He said the the he basically said they they back that day. You breaking up a little bit. You breaking them up a little bit. But I um you know what I don't know what the cult leader character for Bray Wyatt and I love that character, but I don't quite know if that cult leader character will quite work now. In this climate, um, they're trying to do something like that with uh, schism in NXT, um, where you have the Rock daughter. You know, his <laughs> she, she can't close her mouth for some reason. Um, but you have the Rock's daughter in the group with uh, 
a team that used to be called Grizzled Young Veterans, and uh, and their and their uh, their leader Joe Gacy. They're almost like a cult kind of thing, but I don't know. It's not. It's not really going anywhere right now, and I don't know if that. Bray Wyatt, if anybody can do it, Bray Wyatt can definitely do it. But I think that Bray Wyatt's claim to fame, to be honest with you, was the whole Fiend character and the whole Mr. Rogers uh, funhouse kind of thing that he was doing before. That got over massively with the fans. Um, and then for some, I don't know what happened. I, I do not know what happened. I don't know if he got hurt or if it just he just stepped away for, you know, mental health reasons, but you know, I, I'm not going to speculate on why he left, but we wanted Bray Wyatt. We wanted to see more Bray Wyatt. Um, like I said, I think his style kind of lends more to AEW, and I think that AEW, if done right, they can give him the theatrics that he needs to be able to get over with that fan. They have a, a darker fan base where they do a lot of, you know, blood matches and, and hardcore matches along with, you know, straight up wrestling matches. Um, but they are starting to add more theatrical style uh, pieces to their programming. And I think that Bray Wyatt fits really good within that groove. Um, can he fit within the WWE, WWE landscape? Absolutely. But they have to build some storylines around a character. And I think if you're going to do that, I would do that with a guy like Bray Wyatt because he legitimately brought fear to the roster uh, while he was champion. I want to see him do that again, but like I said, if he doesn't come back to the WWE, I think that he will be well-received in the AEW. Uh, Stephen LP, do you think that Bray Wyatt should just go ahead and jump ship and go over to AEW, or do you think that he should try to you know, uh, finish out the remainder of his career in WWE if he comes back. Uh, I don't know if I'm still gonna be breaking up. Uh, I think he, I think he should go somewhere. WWE have wasted him time and time again. He ain't he not gonna have it forever to get it right. The WWE never gonna get it right. They're not gonna allow him to have the freedom to do what he needs to do. So yeah, he I follow him. I would definitely look elsewhere. Because they don't know how to book the fiend, they don't know how to book whatever the hell was going on last time, and I don't know. I, I don't see anything changing. Even even when he come back, he'll get a pop. But I said it before, and I, I was one of the ones, the one person, people that one people that kept person that kept saying it that they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do with him. This Uncle Howdy and all this other stupid stuff was taking too long. Everybody, like, oh, just be patient, be patient. <laughs> no, I said, they don't. They don't know what the hell they damn doing. They wasted. One of the biggest returns in WWE history. And there was it was help Eli Knight become who he is. That's the only thing Bray Wyatt has done uh since he came back. Yeah, uh you broke up a little bit right then, but you said uh Bray Wyatt helped LA Knight be who he is currently right now with the fans back and them and I hundred percent agree with that. I remember when we had that conversation the LP you was like, you know, uh what did that match do? And I was like, well that match established the LA night and it definitely did. So if anything, um I wouldn't say LA Knight's career started with that match, 
but it definitely put him in the spotlight for people to see him and be like, hey, you know what? This kid got something. Because he was the only one that kind of stood up to Bray Wyatt at that time. And we were trying to see where that whole thing was going to go. Uh, and then we saw that, hey, this guy can really talk. This guy can really hold his own. And then, you know, I thought that they were going to do something really big with the L.A. Knight and uh, Bray Wyatt thing. Um, they had the glow in the dark match. Oh, what was it? The first, what was it called? Lights out match or something like that? Um, they had, they had the match. The match was, it had some spots in it, but overly it was just, it wasn't a good match. I don't think the fans really are going to remember that match. Probably the theatrics from that match. And then at the end of that match, Uncle Howdy jumping on, uh, LA Knight and missing. <laughs> just remember that. Uh, but most people are not going to remember that match, but they will remember that that match made L.A. Knight a superstar. LP, I want to talk about something real quick, man, um, because we got some birthdays this month. We got uh, your boy Brock Lesnar. His birthday is today, uh, the Beast Incarnate. So I want to say happy birthday to the one and only Brock Lesnar, uh, the beast. Let me hit you with this real quick. That is a scary looking man. <laughs> you would not want to run into him late night in the woods. I'll tell you that much. Um, another person who has a, a birthday recently is uh, your boy Shelton Benjamin, uh, who turns 48. Uh, let me run over some of these uh, birthdays for July. Uh, you have uh, Triple H, whose birthday is July the 27th. Um, you also have Shawn Michaels, whose birthday is July the 22nd. Uh, Bret Hart is July the 2nd. Happy birthday, Bret Hart, belated. Uh, you have Jesse, the body Ventura. Uh, his birthday is July the 15th. You, know, you also have uh, Sean Whitman, a.k.a. X-Pop. Uh, July the 13th, Kevin Nash, July the 9th, Bobby Lashley, July the 16th, Dolph Ziggler, July the 27th, Mandy Rose, July the 18th, and uh, Scott Steiner, July 29th, and the one and only Adam Cole, baby, July the 5th. So happy birthday to all those people uh, who have birthdays in July, but LP. My one question, sir, is that we see a lot of these people having birthdays. Uh, Brock Lesnar is in his 40s. Sheldon Benjamin is in his 40s. Uh, let me look at I saw this list right here um, of different wrestlers that were in their 40s. You have L.A. Knight, who you mentioned last week. He's 40 years old, man, for him to be able to get the, his spotlight and Deserve. I mean, he's been doing this for a while. So at 40 years old, uh, L.A. Knight, he, you know, he's just getting his career started. Uh, so is Damian Priest. Damian Priest is 40 years old. Uh, Finn Balor is 41 years old. Uh, we also have The Miz, who's 42. Dolph Ziggler, who's 42. It's um, saying uh, Randy Orton is 43. Samoa Joe, 44. Sheamus, who's probably had the best revamped career within the last two years that I've seen in anybody, uh, age 45. Brock Lesnar, 45. 
Uh, Bobby Lashley is 46. AJ Styles, 46. And Shelton Benjamin, who just turned 48. So my question to you, LP, is do you think that most wrestlers are starting to hit their stride and peak in their 40s? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I think it depends because even looking at that list, a lot of those wrestlers hit their stuff early. Randy hit his extreme early. Uh, AJ Styles as well. Um, Brock. I mean, a lot of those stars, a lot, Sheldon Benjamin, they hit their stride in the attitude era or the uh, ruthless aggression era. I would only person on that list that I probably would say is now would be LA Knight. And Damian Priest, yeah, yeah, LA Knight and Damian Priest, and that's because they got to WWE late. They have always had a career, they just got more popular by being in WWE. But everybody else had that stuff, um, in their early 30s, late 20s, where maybe Randy Orton and Brock, I think Brock was 21 ish or something like that when he first popped up. And I know Randy was super young when he first got there on WWE. Um, yeah, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that got nothing to do with it, with the, with the age. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I really feel like, man, a lot of people are having a, a great resurgence of their careers in their forties, man. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, um, joining the Hurt Business and then becoming tag team champions. Um, that was a highlight for his career and that happened in his 40s. Brock Lesnar becoming champion again in his 40s uh, and then having one of the, the best uh, <laughs> two, three years you can you can, you can can probably mention, man, being at the top of the card uh, the way he is, man. Damian Priest is really doing his thing right now, and I want to see more from Damian Priest. Obviously, he's trying to cash it in on somebody, and more than likely, he's going to cash it in on Seth freaking Rollins. Um, I said last week, if you cash it in on Roman Reigns, he'll, he will be an absolute legend. Um, but I think he just wants to go ahead and just have the belt. And if they put it on Damian Priest, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that because Damian Priest has had a pretty decent uh, run right now on the main roster uh, since coming up from NXT. So uh, I think that some of these guys, man, you know, they feel like, uh, hey, we're in our 40s. We're not getting any younger. I think this, 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 time period between 40 and 50, they really saying, hey, I need to do some of my best work now because I don't have much in the tank left after after I turn a certain age. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's go over to some of these segments, man. Uh, LP, there's been a lot of Matches and a lot of moments going on, man. Uh, you know, we got to come to you each and every week. And we got to ask LP. LP, what was your best damn wrestling moment? Ah, you know what? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think the last... I think the last... Of weeks, but well, I think the last SmackDown Raw and even AEW, I, I can't really think of nothing that that stood out. Um, 
I'll say during the bloodline uh, part when Solo Sokoa was staring at the uh, the tribal chief, uh, whatever the hell you call it, that Roman rares. Like they keep on teasing this Solo Sokoa is going to do something. Like they teasing it hard. They tease it every week. So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I, I think that key, that, that I'm more interested in what Solo gonna do and surprise everybody. Um, Damian Priest could show up. Jake Jake could beat Roman and and Damian Priest could show up out of nowhere. I, I think it's. I don't know if I like the fact that Damian Priest has not stepped to Roman yet, or is this a big swerve and Damian Priest gonna show up out of nowhere and nobody's gonna see it coming if he does Roman. I don't. I think Damian might cash it in and not win personally, but I think they're I'm trying, trying to feel those through. vibes too, LP. Yeah, I'm yeah. Kinda, I'm kind of feeling. I'm kind of feeling those vibes too, and I hate to say it because I don't want them to have another failed cash in like that. But I'm feeling those vibes too. If he might cash it in and and and, and mess up the moment, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him. I, Seth, has, Seth has had it for a couple of months now. I don't think they're going to let Seth keep it as long as Roman, so I think Seth will lose it and eventually get it back. But it would shock everybody to let it be Roman. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like they got to do something because it, as much as I love the bloodline storyline, it is the best thing going. We still need some more stuff because the more the bloodline get more popular, like I don't know if you saw the Raiders from SmackDown, but it, it it builds the ratings of SmackDown, but it ain't building nothing for NXT. It ain't building nothing from Raw. So unless you can put start back put the bloodline on every show, damn damn near they show damn previews enough on each show. Yeah, and I can I can definitely agree with that. Like I said, uh, you know I looked at some of the numbers from the bloodline just being on on the screen, man, and you talking about like. Primetime television, man. Oh, you know, millions of viewers, millions of impressions online. Um, a lot of people, and like you mentioned a few minutes ago, man, Sammy and and, and KO. Now that they're done with the bloodline storyline, I remember one of the, the backstage uh, commentators had asked Cammy, Sammy, and KO, "Hey, what's next for you guys?" And they was like, uh, well, I don't know. I guess the, the rest of the tag team division, like they were so lost of, of what direction that they were going to go. And you're right. No tag teams are really stepping up to KO and Sammy. They're kind of just volunteering to be in matches. Is Am I wrong in saying that, LP and Chef? Chef, do y'all, Chef, let me ask Chef. Chef, do you believe that uh, KO and Sammy are just like, are they are they looking for competition or are they just kind of taking on all on all newcomers? Because it kind of looks like they just taking on any match that's available on the card that night. Yeah, I think they're just taking on any comers that's that's whoever wants a shot. I mean, because there's nothing like nobody really want to face them. Yeah, man, I I would want to see more storyline from KO and, and Sammy, but to be honest with you. Uh, the bloodline and KO and Sammy have been responsible for keeping the tag team belts at the top of the card. And the tag team titles 
have been defended in the main event multiple times, mostly because of the bloodline storyline. Before before that, this wasn't really happening. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while you will see a tag team match, but not like a, a, a championship tag team match being uh, the last match on the card or the main event. And you can thank the Usos and Sammy and KO uh, for keeping that going. But to be honest with you, man, I don't know what direction KO and Sammy are going. And LP mentioned a little bit earlier, man, that the Kim, Sammy and I keep, I keep saying Cammy, <laughs> KO and Sammy uh, interactions are starting to get boring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I kind of agree with that. I want to see a little bit more and some tag teams step up to uh, Sammy and KO, man, and make it very interesting because they have the opportunity to create uh, some some great storylines with some other teams, man. They just have to, they just have to do it. They just got to do it, uh, pretty much. Chef, woo, it's been a good show, man. Uh, real quick, Chef, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Uh. Really, I have the only thing I got going on is work, work, work. You can find me on Facebook, Dante Carter. You can find me on Snapchat, Twitch, as Chef Showtime. But you know, all I do is work. <laughs> oh man, well, thank you for that, Chef. We had a uh, LP on uh, earlier. If you want to go and check out LP and see some things that he got going on, uh, you can check him out on Facebook. Uh, or you can go to his social medias at one click photography uh, shoots on Instagram and then TikTok one click talk on uh, his TikTok and then Mr. Everything you can check out Mr. Everything on official Mr. Everything uh, on some of his platforms man so my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Got some good stuff coming up for you, beautiful people. Just stay tuned. Uh, more interviews, some specials. Got all kinds of stuff going on. Planned for you guys. So just stay tuned, man, at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Chef, man, you know we do this each and every Wednesday. Do you have a final word, a word of motivation for the beautiful people? You said Wu Tang playing ain't nothing to mess with. Yeah, I agree with that. That is the classic. Oh, you said Wu Tang is for the children. Yes, that, that is for sure. <laughs> like today, my brain just went dead right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't got nothing right now today. Oh man, well I got one for you, Chef. Uh, I got a word of the day for the beautiful people. Check this out. You have a lot of interactions within your life, and you find yourself having interactions with multiple people throughout your lifetime. My word of the day is your destiny is not tied 
to the people who walk away from you. Let me say that again. Your destiny is not tied to the people who walk away from you. Those people may have had influence on your life. They can very well come back into your life. But your destiny is not tied to the people who left you. Your destiny continues with the new people around you. Resources, support systems. If you're dwelling on the past and how people hurt you, you can't take that into a new situation. You know what I'm saying? You can't take that into a new situation. You can't bring old filters to a new house. Because you're just going to damage, you're going to just damage the air. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, free yourself from people who have you in mental bondage. People that got a hold on you. If you're trying to go somewhere and you feel like that some old stuff is holding you back from your reaching your destiny, then let it go. And let them go. You have bigger and better things to do. God has a bigger purpose for you. And if those people are meant to be in your life, then they'll stay around or they'll come back around eventually. It's up to you to choose on if you want to bring them back into your life, into your new situation. And you have to determine what role do they have in your life if you want them there. So don't let other people hold you hostage from getting the very things that you want. Your destiny is not tied to the people who left you. Your destiny is tied to the people who support you. Beautiful people, thank you for that time that you allowed me to give a good word. Chef, what did you think about that word? Was it a good one? Great one. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? You got some people trying to hold you hostage from your dream, Chef. You got to let them go. Got to let them go. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got you ain't got to let them go go, but you can let them go from where you trying to go. You know what I'm saying? If you swimming and you dragging trash, you're gonna slow down. Free yourself from some of that plastic. Swim free. Just keep swimming, like Dory said on 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 Nemo. <laughs> oh man. That's a word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Listen, uh, if you guys want to follow the show and the things that we got going on, you can check out our social medias, man. It's plain and simple. Uh, if you want to, you can go to our Instagram at The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at The Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast, where we have all of our content. You can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can visit our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. And if you want to support the show, well, it's simple. The only thing that you have to do is go to our Patreon, www patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars you can get all kind of goodies knickknacks treats patty wax give a dog a bone 
You can get all kind of goodies for your pleasure at patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. Man, support your boys. We got all kind of behind the scenes stuff for you. All kind of old episodes, new footage. So check us out. www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support your boys. And Share the show. Simple as that. If you want people to know that we exist, if you got somebody that's into wrestling, into entertainment, into sports, tell them about the best damn wrestling podcast. We don't just talk about wrestling. We did today, but we just don't talk about wrestling all the time. We talk about all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if you know a fight fan, if you know a, a, a sports fan in general, Tell them to watch the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. We got all kind of stuff for the people that watch us, man. So uh, go to our social medias, go to our Patreon, and support your boys and what we got going on. If you're on Radio Land, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, continue to check out, share, support your boys at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Chef. It's always an honor and pleasure having you on the show, my friend. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for supporting us. You know what I'm saying? You know how we get down. We get down. Thank you. Yeah, and I got had you. I had to have you come over to the crib, man, so you can hit the punching bag a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Get this workout in. I'm all for the. <laughs> Oh, man, me and Chef going to get it in in the gym. And you should, too. Uh, hopefully, you drop a, a couple of pounds, best damn nation. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to get your summer body right, it's good to go ahead and get yourself together. But anyways, we will see you next week on the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Chef. And beautiful people, we bid you adieu. Bye-bye, bitch.